And we are back on a brand new episode of Laughter the Club. Well, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Oh, wow. Yeah, crazy, right? So I guess I got to redo this again. And we are back with another episode of Laughter the Club. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, we are recording this on Friday, March 17th, and we are catching the tail end. Final 7.6 seconds of, of upset. It's it's not. It's already done brewing. The kettle has already made the annoying kettle noise. We're getting up and we're going over and oh, more like per don't. Am I right, beep count? More like fairly large Dickinson. <laughs> Hey yo, hey yo! No, this oh. is. Oh. Wait, d- doesn't doesn't Barrett have the Boilermakers winning the entire thing? Yes, he's. This is going to be special. He's more of a football prognosticator, obviously, because go dogs sick him. He's not going to show his face. He's not. Get him this in is, here. This Get him is, in here. This is. The most predictable bear behavior is he's he's gonna disappear on us for at least a month because he's not gonna want to be reminded of this. Um, he'll take the L's in the group chats and you know on Twitter if you add him at Jagsman uh, nine five four nine zero four. You guys know nine zero four, yeah nine zero four. Yeah. So he he'll take the beating there zero point six seconds. Uh, Fairly Dickinson, 63, Purdue, 58. Uh, please I don't, don't know, sue I don't know us, if we're, CBS. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I, I don't know. I think they're a very litigious bunch, and I'm not sure if we're actually allowed to give exact information here. Okay, so I'm um, going It is less than a second left in this in this matchup, uh, the number 16 seed. So so you know how the dude from Purdue, he was on the shows Who That Is, and nobody knew him? Yeah. So I say all the people that didn't know who that guy was on Monday, they should take a victory lap because it's not like he did anything to get known, to get recognized. Fraud. So, Smetty, you may have known him before, but it, it really wasn't worth the brain cells for it. I'm fraud. sorry, dude. Yeah. 7 4 fraud. Mm hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Can't even get past the big Dickinson. Mm hmm. It wouldn't be the first time. Hey, <laughs> oh. I, I've heard stories. That's what the internet says, beep. Yeah. So how are you on this wonderful uh, St. Patrick's Day? Everyone's Irish today. How are you? Uh, kiss me, I'm Irish. Mwah, mwah. That it's lovely out. to be here. <laughs> it, it should be. Um, I've um, a 16 beats of one. Yeah, game game over, game set match. Switching over to uh, Miami and uh, and Drake. Shout out Cody Cavalry. Shout out also to um, friend of the pod Connor Onion. You guys who was recently on with you and a, a few of the other members of Lauer After Hours. That was and- a fun time. And he was, you know, kind of giving his bona fides 
on not just the men's tournament but the women's as well so that is live on our feed right now definitely check it out connor is a is a great guy you know um what a dish by the way connor if you're listening to this you're an absolute five-star michelin dish (laughs) yeah he, he you know he um i think that's the like personality wise from the first time that you know you we that he was on the podcast and he was able to you know everybody kind of like talk to him and his personality came across very clearly yeah so i don't know if that's from that has to be from just like growing up with the last name onion and be able to take the jokes and everything in stride but also like knowing impressions are everything i guess like as an up-and-coming media member a sports broadcaster broadcaster (laughs) uh (laughs) just just knowing that you know on your tape you have to just you know it's that split second of personality that gets you hired for jobs and lets you stand out um from the bunch and also i you know um having a name like connor onion it kind of harkens back to the time of old media where everybody had like a very stagey name to stand out you know yeah. all, the, all the weathermen that uh weather people that had you know like uh Johnny's, storm davis yeah or like hoops williams with sports <laughs> but yet like the main anchors, brick tamland yeah like the main anchors they never had to be you know like you know car chase lopez or something like that you know <laughs> It's like the yeah. most, like the things that we allowed, but then it's like, but the the main anchors super serious. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking that, news, Thompson. Well, that could be that that like is a that might be like the editor or like the producer of like the news, but like your main anchors, it's never like you know, death toll harmony or you know, I'm like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Kind of, I guess it's kind of like, um, like with hurricanes, you know how it's just like going A to Z. So I guess you know, it's like what are the what are the adjectives for this thing? And it's like boom, that's how I go with with it. But like an an investigative reporter, that'd be cool. Am I stood alphabetically until I was maybe thirty seven years old. Wow. Yeah. I thought they just pulled a random name out of a hat. Oh, you're Hurricane, you know, Ida. You're Hurricane Henry. Nope. They had no idea. Peek behind the curtain. I wonder how, like, you... Because I know they go like that, and they also, in in choosing a name, it's like that name can't come back, so we don't have repetitions. So, like, how do we... Like, the people that draw those names up... It really that has to be like people you don't like, right? If you're naming a natural disaster after them, for sure. And you also got to worry that one of those names that's going to be, you know, a, a name that doesn't have a lot of first name options—the Q's, the X's, the I's, right? You're really hoping that does that 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 doesn't cause like a Category Five devastating hurricane. Because you're going to have to have something else take that place the next year. Right. Hurricane Xavier. That's really about all I can think of. Hurricane Xanadu. 
Hurricane Xerxes. <laughs> and well, we're done. And now we have to repeat it. Yeah. Um, I guess that's why they kind of incorporate more of like uh, international, like uh, not just um, English names. Because I think, I don't know if the one graphic that I saw for the up for hurricanes for this year, if that's accurate, because I think I saw like Jose on there for the Jays. Yep. And it's like, I, hmm. I did see that. Well, but now I don't want to get with... ball sacked when it comes to hurricanes. <laughs> so we have Xavier, Xander, Salute Cinephobe, Chimena, uh, Chimara, Zyla, Zena, uh, Chotil, Xavion. Th- these all start with X, according to uh, millennialxnames.com. Ooh. Oh, no, excuse me. Th- this one is actually genznamesx.com. So, yeah. But you also, like, that's also that situation where if it's a good enough name or a creative enough name, it might make a comeback, even though it's associated with a natural disaster. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, I don't know. Like, I think... um, but also because like like nowadays people will take a fairly you know innocuous name and what they do is they just like change the spelling of it and it's like why does ashley can't just be ashley it's a a s h l e i g h right or the or the new adding lens to to girls names so it's not just Ashley or or like Brendalyn, you know, um, <laughs> Castellan, you know. So, yeah, salute, salute Ted with Mark Wahlberg. Is it one of those names with Lynn at the end? Oh, I got you, you motherfucker. You ready? Brady Lynn, Tammy Lynn, Jackie Lynn. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh, speaking of Boston, did Dan really end the Bill Burr podcast? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes, ab- absolutely. <sighs> I mean, okay, so I've, I've been a big Bill Burr fan for a very, very long time, probably close to 20 years, ever since I saw him on one of those, you know, late night things after Saturday Night Live, and I was a huge fan of him. I, I love the Boston accent. I love that whole, you know, drunk Boston thing. So I was a big fan of him and I would listen to his, his individual podcast. And then I got pretty into, you know, the, the Bill Burt podcast. And that was the last one that, that was ever on there. And that has to be because of Levitard. I was, so when they played that, cause I had never heard of the podcast or knew that, you know, Bill and Burt work together. I think this is a for America's thing. <laughs> uh, so, and, and so when I was listening to that, I was like, "Wow!" And we thought Michelle Tafoya started off on a bad foot, like Jesus, Dan. Yeah. But his whole defense was like, "Was it like he would see the comedy and making fun of Boston or something?" And it's like, isn't it at some point you do have to sit back and be self-aware and it's like I wouldn't want to ask somebody to come on my show 
and they come at me with this perceived hostility or inaccuracies and I'm still expected to smile and make jokes and entertain you <laughs> or or entertain your points of view so yeah it's it, you know well but, to to be fair Boston is really full of fucking racists if, if we're being like honest here right <laughs> I'm I'm you know I'm not I'm not talking out of school here so yeah oh my. You, you know who you are <laughs> yeah so what are the chances that the person that um pooped on bill russell's bed is listening to this podcast right now and is filled with shame all these years later decades later they're like damn they the one time time that they decide to tune in this like 80 something year old bostonian it's like fuck i can never escape this if I were to put an actual number on it, right, an actual odds of the chance that this person is actually listening to our podcast 60 years after the fact, I would put it at the same chance that Barrett has of winning the uh, Lauer After Hours bracket. Woo. Oh, bad. Which is zero. Zero. <laughs> In case you're doing the math at home. So as we're, um, you know, St. Patrick's seeing it up. Yeah, and, I've, uh, I've got the Guinness here. I also have a, a side cup over here of uh, nice little Flanagan's. Shout out South Florida's uh, since 1959. Good, good, good. I can't say nice, but good. <laughs> um. So I know Beep that you have experience as a bartender. Yes. On this the um, I don't know if it's what well, I don't know is it it's not the holiest day is it the busiest day is it the drunkest day on the calendar? What would you what experiences what stories can you share with us about working on St. Patrick's Day? What was so, your shift? Where where were you? What was your crowd? Yeah. So I worked uh, in a few different bars back in mm-hmm. college. Um, one was a you know fairly uh, busy nightclub uh, here in Albuquerque, and then the other bar was kind of a pool hall dive kind of place, right? Two completely different crowds. However, if I were to rank the 360, 63 days of the year that bars are open in Albuquerque, so Thanksgiving and Christmas closed, Right. I would put the Wednesday before uh, Thanksgiving as number three, right? Blackout Wednesday. I would put New Year's Eve as number two and St. Patrick's Day as the absolute drunkest, worst night for a bartender. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. People always say that St. Patrick's Day is the amateur night for drinkers. And that is 1000% accurate. So you have people that all they want to do is, you know, oh, everyone's Irish tonight. You know, wait, 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 wait. Cinco de Mayo is not in the, is that like number four? It's, it's a well lie, but I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't hold a candle to Blackout Wednesday, New Year's Eve, or St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because most of the celebrations for Cinco de Mayo, are all going to be kind of at home. You know, you have your matanzas, you have, 
you know, your in-home parties and barbecues and, and gatherings. A lot of those people, they're not actually going out to the bars. Okay. Yeah. So with that being said, the amateurs are in full force from sunup until sundown until last call until five o'clock in the morning on St. Patrick's Day. Because all anyone wants to do is drink Jameson, Irish car bombs. I don't know if we're able to say that. Um, Guinness, and then the really, really disgusting green beer, which mm. is ridiculous. If you're putting, if you're wasting time putting food coloring into beer, you're you're definitely doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, the drunkest that I have ever seen people is on St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. Um, the sheer amount of I, I really don't want to gross out our audience here, but the sheer amount of bodily fluids that have been expelled from the human body in many different orifices, the volume of that that I've had to clean up over you know that that five six year span is mind-boggling wow yeah and i'm not talking about just the guys in the bathroom it's girls too you ladies on saint patrick's day are absolutely disgusting (laughs) disgusting no and also because you're saying that you know you you bartended at a couple college bars so when you have it's always that crop of um like you said, the newbies. So it's like your first time experience being from home and it's might be your first actual like drinking day where you want to cut loose. Um, it, Cause it, it also sometimes kind of like, like aligns maybe with like a pre spring break type of thing, or, you know, depending on your school system. So it is kind of like leads into that. So, and, and also I think you probably have those people that are like, I'm going to do better than I did last year. And it's yeah. like, absolutely, you don't. <laughs> so it, it, it is kind of um, a day meant, for, it, it, it will fool you into thinking that you are better at drinking than what you really are. Especially because this is not, I, I think people want to stick to the theme of Irish drinks. And this may not be things that you are accustomed to drinking. So it, it will hit you harder than a light beer or a clear liquor or something like that. Well, I, I do want to clear up one misconception. Um, Guinness, while it may be a dark beer, it's not a heavy beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually right around the same caloric intake as a Budweiser. It has about the same alcohol content as a Budweiser too. So yes, it may be just a, a darker beer, but it's it's not worse than, you know, a Bud. So there's that. However, when you mix in, you know, the, the shots of Irish whiskey, when you mix in the, you know, the, the shooters, you, you mix in all the whiskeys, and you mix that in with not eating and drinking as soon as you wake up, that's where the problems begin. And also today being a Friday, it it probably adds to the level of um of I don't give a damnness. <laughs> you know, because you, you, you will, you know, if it's a Friday or a Saturday, you will 
well, I have the weekend to recover. I can sleep right. it off. Right. So, so Saturday so, is going to be a worse one, right? Mm-hmm. If if St. Patrick's Day happens to fall on a Saturday, that's going to be the worst one. Um, Friday is going to be pretty bad uh, because obviously you have that Saturday to recover. Um, but St. Patrick's Day always falls right around March Madness. So you have those people that are taking off that that Wednesday, that Thursday, that Friday. So they really don't give a shit. So. Salancha. Salancha. <laughs> yeah. Which actually just means to your health in uh, in Gaelic. So, yeah. You ever see people, whenever they're at the bar, they'll, they'll you know, cheers, they'll tap your glass, and they'll actually tra- tap the glass on the bar. Mm-hmm. That, that's an old Irish folklore where everywhere in Irish, you know, in Ireland is kind of infused with luck. Um, wherever you're drinking, that's where the luck is. That That's where you want to be. So when you tap your glass to your friend and then you tap the bar, you tap wherever you're drinking, you're putting luck into your glass and then you're drinking the luck. Ah. About that. Now, you know, the more you know. <laughs> I was and you that. know it. I was gonna say that, but you beat me to it. it better coming from you. I have been saying, and you know it, every single chance I get since Monday show. That has been the funniest Tuesday thing. Tuesday show. Same thing. <laughs> same difference. What is time? <laughs> we got to march. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, my favorite thing with that is when. Uh, he starts like uh, when Greg's like starts uh, a saying or or a story, and then he forgets his catchphrase for that show or whatever he's trying to get off the ground. Yeah, and everyone else has to fill it in for him. So I did enjoy it when they would make state statements where, and you know it would fit in because <laughs> it, it, it's also like with everything with the show i think when we pick it up for um you know as a tagline or whatever uh we can put like you just throw it in in the middle of a statement or at the end of the statement and whether or not it makes sense it adds punch to that statement and it will either result in laughs or it will result in you know, you get the loser game show sound, and oh my goodness, beep, get ready because Barrett Purdue. It has a little, it has a little panache. He's about to join the zoo. Get out of here! Get oh, oh my gosh! So, let, let's see what happens. Okay, here we go, everybody. Do we have like a funeral dirge we can play? Uh, we'll add that in post. So I okay. have admitted him. I don't know what's going on. Oh. Okay, everyone, just clear out a little bit. We're just going to clear out, back off. Hello, Barrett. Hey, guys. What's up? You doing okay, buddy? No. What's wrong? My bracket's to shit. Despite what Streeter tweeted out, I think bracket talk is riveting. So I'm going to give y'all a little bit here. Brock. I I had Arizona... That's good ASMR right there. 
that's it, good stuff. It wasn't that's so, good stuff. It wasn't until you started talking over it. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, I I was just trying to pour one out for for your Purdue Boilermaker homies. You know, that was rough. I had I actually had Arizona and Purdue in my final four. So Ouch. Ouchtown yeah. population you, bro. Yeah, that's how that's rolling for my bracket. Um so yeah, how about y'all's brackets? You you guys doing any good? You know what? I, I gotta be honest. Uh I am doing amazing because I completed zero brackets. I didn't do a single one this year. So you're shooting a thousand percent. I haven't even gotten to the line. Yeah, but a thousand percent sounds better than NA, which I think what you would be at technically. But I'll take nah, an NA. Thou- oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. I'll, I'll take a DNS. Did not start. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Health, healthy scratch. <laughs> uh, I'm with Beep. I've like I I'm always petrified to do one. I think to like I I wouldn't care about it being busted or it just being wrong but i like i don't know like what the strategy would be to pick or to make those decisions because i don't have an allegiance to colleges so i i don't know if it's like uniforms prestige senior guard senior guard play is always something to look for and that's what just fucking beat purdue i swear to god these young cats everybody on that team was a guard they had one person who was six foot six and he was just down there stuck in fucking old boy's armpit the whole game with that double team. Like, man, those cats and salute to them out of FDU. They fucking ball, dude. Ed Bob, did you watch the game? Welcome to the chat, my man. I, I think he was too busy watching VCU get uh, get whooped. No. Ed Bob, I love you. Even though you're muted. Yeah, we can't hear you, Papo. That's okay. Old he's bringing as coach. much noise. He's bringing as yeah. much noise right now to this pod as VCU did to that game. <laughs> hey, oh. I'm not muted. There oh, you we go. Can hear you now. We can hear you. Yeah. I can hear you now. I wasn't muted before. I don't know what what Zoom was doing, man. They got me fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Commonwealth, the Commonwealth. <laughs> look, look, okay, look, the Commonwealth. We were underdogs, okay. At least we didn't go out like not, not the way you were talking. Like not the way you were okay. talking with Connor Onion. You were talking all that nah, shit last night, Connor I wasn't Onion. Talking shit. I just asked mm. Connor a question. I play, asked play, Connor play the what tape the back. Play the tape back. Play the tape back. Tape back. I said, "What the chances Powell, were?" Do that. I saw my ass, Connor. Okay. Do the yeah. What, what are the chances of a run? What are the chances of a run? No, okay, you you asked what the chances were of yeah, uh, of today's game and the chances are of a run, and Connor set you straight. All he said he was tell you. that they probably tried to tell you. And look, he was right. He, I didn't. 12, 12 I didn't try to fight with them. I didn't try to fight with them. I just. Okay. I just. I just had a question. Okay, you know, I haven't okay. been watching ball all season. I had a question about my Rams. You know, they they did they thing okay they did they did the division they won the division i just had some questions you know Touché. i just wanted to know fairly enough so i i I'm have fairly a little... dickinson <laughs> <laughs> and you know it and you know it i like that catchphrase that's a damn good catchphrase right there i think we decided on a post post game show this week that it is better than you never know 
It's it's yeah, it's more assertive. It's like, and you know it, man. Come on. It's up there with Stugatz's look it up. I was just gonna say that it gives look it up vibes. Yeah, because you like how how do you come back from it? Because either you know it, I mean either you know it or you don't know it, but then And you, you never know. But then you learned it. So it's like one way or another, you, you, you're going to learn. Yeah, know it. Yeah, so you can't feign ignorance. And if you do, it's just like you're just being stupid to be stupid. So Yeah, you, you never know is ambiguous. The other one is like in your face. Mm-hmm. And you know it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, how, speaking of the show and recent shows this week, how have you felt about this week? Because I fucking love it every time Amin flies in. Every single time. Amin's the best. Amin is my favorite person on the show that is not named Dan Levitard. Wow. And right, you so, know it. So are we going to do some Mount Rushmore's right now? Oh, Who are the sure. other two? Who are the other two filling this out for you, Beep? Uh, Mike Ryan. Of course. Is, is of number course. three. Of course. I'm going to go dark horse here. I'm going to go someone that has made a tremendous impact on the show. And here's the thing. <laughs> he is just joining Metal Arc Media. One Mr. Pablo Torre. Yeah. What a segue. Man, salute Ooh. to him. And he's still doing his ESPN shit too. He's got like the That's little co-contract. Like this man Pablo's out saying. here getting it. I love it. I And yeah, just the fact that he doesn't have to stop what he's doing. Like they were able to come to parties. And I, I think Skipper was saying like, it's pretty uncommon for, uh, you know, different talent to keep, keep their job at one entity when they go and sign with somebody else. You know, he was saying that they wouldn't have them doing his old stuff still. Well, so- and I think what that's also going to do, I think that is going to open up that door that has been closed for a very long time between ESPN and Metal Arc. It's going to open up those, you know, other lanes of communication. Yeah, they, they've been able to get, you know, Tim Kirchin, you know, in the in the side door. They've been able to get Mina Kimes in the side door. Sarah Spain, you know, maybe two or three times in the two or three years that Metal Arc has been in, in operation. I think having Pablo be that kind of medium in between Metal Arc and ESPN is really going to reopen up those lanes between those two companies. And I think what it also shows is that if you're someone at one of these media companies, I know that a lot a lot of the connections that Dan and the show have are with ESPN because they were there for so long and these are people that they found and they brought on and gave more of a platform. Um, that if you have pet projects, especially on the production side, that ESPN or these other um, networks may not want to devote the energy to or the money and the resources that metal arc will do it because they're a startup they want to put content out there outside of the podcast to bring to to draw those eyeballs and those interested and the creatives and bring them in especially now that they put out good rivals and yes that was a great you know project and homage to a uh, grant wall and his love yeah. of soccer and everything that he that he did within the sport. So now I'm trying to see like what well, like what story is Pablo going to tell us like because if you listen to ESPN daily 
yes, you can hear him smile throughout, but you know that he's picking stories and topics and people that he wants us to learn more about because that's what like it resonates with him. So for him to do maybe something on um, Red Panda or to bring in Ryan McGee and do a thing on, you know, Sir Purr or like these other like stories that he does, the guy that got attacked by the bear and survived. Um, like, yeah, that could be a good, like something Metal Arc does or like, I don't know, like maybe he's gonna do a feature on Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> Or a feature on the Savannah Bananas. <laughs> You're looking to get a suey beep. I hear you with that limited fake. That's fucking rock solid right there. Barrett, I, I, I have to tell you something here, Barrett. I've been doing limited fakes all night long. Nice. I'm so glad I came to the party. This is beautiful. And you know it. Happy we... St. Patrick's Day. Barrett, I like, was... Likewise to you, Slancha. Barrett, I was certain you were going to do your I'm hiding from the group chats because of Purdue. Like, we're not going to sure. see him for four weeks. No, 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 no. no. More so, like Purdue don't. Oh. Purdue didn't do shit. Oh, and you know it. And you know it. So I, I take this from my Mike and Mike days growing up and whatnot. And something that Greeny always talked about was his bracket of integrity. Not somebody who's out here you know, making a whole bunch of different fucking predictions, getting every single one seed in a championship, just so I can say that I got this right. I've got one bracket, one bracket only. And this year I had Arizona and Purdue in my final four. And you know it, you know what happened? Yeah. That whole left side, strong side is gone. Jeez, I'm crow. Uh, I, I did want to touch back on, on one quick thing, kind of peel back the curtain a little bit, going back to, you know, ESPN and their fight with Metal Arc. So when the pandemic started and we started this whole hour after hours thing, we were in talks to have Diana Rossini come on the show. Uh, I had reached out to um, some some people there at ESPN. We had dates in place. We had times in place. Uh, to have Rossini come on the show. And then they let uh, Dan Levitard left ESPN. And when that happened, we got completely blacklisted and blackballed from getting anyone from ESPN on our show just because we were tangentially associated with Levitard and Metal Arc Media. So hopefully this kind of, again, opens up those, those lanes between Metal Arc, ESPN, and also... Lower, lower after hours. Silver ESPN. lining, silver lining. So, no. yeah, we Here's can get the, the guest. We pot. can get the guests now. Jin Lada, come back. A pot right? of gold at the end of the rainbow. And you know it. No, but here's the thing. If that happens, you know what I would. <laughs> Why? Here's the thing. Oh yeah, no, but here, like, if that happens, you know who's at the top of my list. Dan Orlovsky, because I want to ask him about this towel thing. Oh, so that was he, disgusting. When he explained that, I am a I am a single person, but I live with seventeen bajillion people. You know, because Mexican. Um, but when he explained the towel thing about thirty times, for sure that is a separate bathroom situation. His his wife put her foot down and said. I cannot have this in my pristine, beautiful bathroom. 
it gunks it up i don't care filter whatever no in their house it has to be a separate bathroom situation where he showers because she she would not abide by that and and even if they have someone that comes in and and cleans their place and whatever they probably know his bathroom is his responsibility to clean he'll put in his shampoos his whatever like no that's his responsibility so like i know that 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 whole situation was completely astounding and when i recovered from it because do you guys also do the like maybe it's just me but when you guys hear about like a damp towel or a something like that does that smell hit you like the wet towel instantly instantly so so that's what happened to me so when i recovered and then you multiply that by 30 showers and 30 consecutive days um i'm pretty sure i lost consciousness for probably 15 minutes and then i was just like that is a separate bathroom situation because his wife would not just be like i'm having this this where i shower as well i think this goes to something that ricky got to uh when they asked him about it and i felt very similarly to him in the um you know i don't really it this is something that varies you know maybe one week it's like seven times you know just a shower a day and maybe sometimes it kind of lingers into the 14 you know it lasts two weeks long i think the big pivotal thing is what you're talking about with that smell it's how you hang the towel up are you remembering to hang the towel up or are you leaving it on the floor if you leave it on the floor it's fucked you got to get a new towel because that water it's not going to dry you know what i mean so you can be as clean as you want to be it's it's fine and dandy but if you put that towel up and it's not like actually out and and crease you know there's no creases in it or anything it's not going to dry right you know the worst feeling in the world is going to dry yourself with a towel that's not totally dry and you know that's on you because like damn why did i why did i not fucking put my towel back on the rack yeah or even like if you're you know if you're reaching to to dry yourself whether it's your face or where you've just washed your hands after you use the bathroom. And if either touching it, you feel the moisture still on it or the smell, you don't- It's the smell. You don't feel clean. So you'll go back and you'll do whatever maintenance you just did. And, or, or you'll probably you'll just be like, I'm gonna go grab another towel. I'm gonna wash my hands or my face again, dry myself well. And then you take that towel to your laundry room or you use it to like clean your bathroom or something, but it's like an automatic demotion. Yeah. A demotion is a good way to put it for sure. Yeah. And that towel might still have some good, you know, some good use to it, but like it is not going to be put on my body. If I'm having this smell when I get up, that's not happening. So granted, you know, maybe, maybe it gets to 14, 15, we're getting into the 20 range or whatever, but this towel has been, well kept in the drying process is what I'm saying. You know, I 30 is a large number. I, I have a hard time defending 30 and I can play devil's advocate almost all the time, but I'm in the same camp as a me. I mean, it, it, you can't one, tell me 30 yeah, days. One week. It can't be 30 days. Nah, 30 days is a lot. 30 uses. I can, I can be like, maybe I can maybe get with that, but even still, I'm just like, at that point, you probably need a new shower. That's a big it's number. 30, yeah, that's a, a large number. Like that's just uses. a high number. But yeah. like, if if he said if he said thirty days, 
I would definitely be looking at him really sideways. But like he said, thirty well, uses. So I'll I'll like that could I'll, be two weeks, I, I right? That could be that yeah, could be a, a shower weeks, in the morning, weeks. a shower after workout, maybe a shower at night, right? So you could even cut that down oh, into right. ten days, right? If you're doing a shower in the morning, shower after workout, shower at night. That's and three ten, uses in one day. That's ten days. Ten days is. I was kind of thinking that ten days was probably my average, like. A week feels too short. Two weeks, then eh, I'm changing my sheets before every two weeks. And like Amin, you know, salute to Amin. We were just talking about his great takes. You do the towels when you do the sheets. You know what I'm yep. saying? What, so once like, a week. Once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Is you know, 10 days-ish. I can get down with that. Yeah. And I'm I'm the, uh, the, the launderer of the household here. So I do all the oh, laundry Oh, salute here. to you. Yeah. Wow. I, that I do can all be the a washing, job. the drying, the folding, the putting away. <laughs> That that that's all me, right? So sheets, towels, all that is done every every single week. Don't forget the giggles. Laughter. Um the club. Yeah. Welcome to the show. And now introducing Robo Ed Bob. Red Bob. Did any of you guys happen to listen to Billy and Chris on the Marlin Spring training game today? Or... I was locked in on basketball. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. So they, no, I, I I didn't get to hear it either. So I don't know if it was as great as the first time around. Probably not because that was more. I think the nerves and everything got to them a little bit more calling the home run that wasn't Chris Cody. <laughs> uh, but I did see that there was like, they were think talk. He mistakenly was talking about Wilson Contreras and, um, and it's like, Oh, he's wasn't think they mistake him with his brother or something. So that that's like the one thing that I saw. I, you know, I'm not opposed to going back and watching it. I love me some baseball, you know, that the beauty of baseball isn't in the score. Like that's the one sport where if you get ruined on it, it's whatever, you can still sit down and watch a game. So like just going to them for the commentary, I might go back and listen to that. That might happen on a weekend. Yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to, uh, to listen to any of it today. Um, but I will absolutely put that in the queue. Uh, I'm playing golf tomorrow, so I, I'm gonna pop those in the uh, the old uh, AirPods while I'm uh, playing uh, playing nice little 18. What's the handicap, beat? Um, you know, for for a while it was really really good. Uh, I was at a 6.1 uh, handicap, which is yeah, six strokes, yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah. Pr- pretty solid. Yeah. Um, but back in uh, back in June, single I was digits in a, uh, is solid. What you mean? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, come on now. Um, but back in June, I was, I was in a, uh, a car wreck. Um, I guess I can kind of talk about that now. So I was in a car wreck. Uh, we, uh, me and my daughters were hit by a drunk driver in the middle of the afternoon, mid- middle of the day. It wasn't even noon yet. And this guy, you know, kind of blew, blew through a red light and we T-boned him. So I hadn't played golf in about seven months. And I finally started kind of getting back into it. And last week I... Tied my lowest score ever. Um, oh, oh my yeah, god! <laughs> yeah, I shot a seventy-seven um, on a pretty pretty tough course here in Albuquerque. So I was really really happy with that, and you know we'll uh, we'll see what tomorrow brings. 
Golf talk. You know, don't drink and drive, kids. You might ruin someone's fucking handicap in golf. Like, that's serious stuff. Or kill someone. And you know it. Dead air, right on. <laughs> I'm so glad this isn't awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all good. Um, um, I did, I did have another question for you guys that I was, uh, that I was, you know, the past couple of mystery crates, and I love that they've gotten Cynthia on. Cynthia's voice has been incredible, but uh, man, what's the best way to put this? The character that everyone uh, makes Tony out to be, like, on the main show and whatnot. Like, that's Mike Fuentes, right? From Mystery Crate, Mike Fuentes is totally the, the person that they're trying to make Tony out to be. Okay, I have not seen this live. And <laughs> that in, was in... phenomenal. Oh, my God. Oh, Barrett, yes. <laughs> Barrett, it was It was like a ventriloquist was... <laughs> just running your mouth it was amazing <laughs> i i gotta be honest i didn't even hear the question because i was too uh fixated it on doesn't your matter just, i mean it, it doesn't was, matter it was, it was more of a take and to be honest i don't i don't like <laughs> where the take's going because it seems like i don't like mike fuentes but he are you saying you don't like mike fuentes i'm saying that he is somebody who uh has an answer for everything does that remind you of someone? I, I name names. You, name names. No. Name I'm names. Keeping, I'm keeping this at to where Barrett. I did. The, 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 the character, the character that names. they're making Tony out to be, Mike Fuentes actually is. No. Nope. That's what Barrett, I'm saying. Barrett, I, I'm going to hold you to this. Name names. <clears throat> no, I've said my piece. That was my take. I'm not getting steaming hot. I'm just giving you a little sizzle. Not we're not out here fajita blowing your eyes eyebrows off. I'm just like Mike Fuentes, someone I'd probably enjoy in short bursts. Wow. <laughs> I feel wow. like that's just a bit. That's just his. He knows everything. Did but I like Tony, man. I like Tony. I don't See, I love know. Tony. No, I'm saying the character that they try to make Tony up. I to love Tony. What they try to make Tony seem like. I feel like Mike Fuentes actually is that. Or is that a bit that Mike Fuentes is doing for Mystery Crate? No, I think Mystery yeah, Crate. Yeah, that's his Mystery Crate. Mystery bit. Crate's a little looser, man. That's more, let's get to know you. We're out here just shooting the shit. It's got laughter the club vibes. You know what I mean? Like, we're just real people being people. You're not getting the show, my brother. Well, well, maybe you can ask him about that when he comes on Lower After Hours. We're in talks to get we're we're in talks to get Mikey Fountains. We're yeah, we're in talks to get Mikey Fountains on the show. I'm so I met him at Moss and I mistakenly called him Lewis. So uh this might not be the best, but well well this will be good. We'll be fine. I'll yeah, we'll be good. Maybe he'll uh he'll forget about that. If you don't bring it up, he might he might not be like, huh? He said it happens kind of often, so I, you know, I felt I felt better about it for sure. It's like, oh, thank God, I'm not that one white asshole who's just like, oh yeah. Everyone's wow. okay. Li- everyone's okay. Okay. Lewis. No. no. Speaking of, okay, I I'm just gonna show you a, a name here in the camera. 
I don't know if you can see that. Scoot, put it up a little bit more. Let me, let up me, a little me, bit uh, more. No, I can't really read it. Okay, well, it's it that, that that's Mike Fuentes. I just got a DM from him. Uh, he is in. He is in for the show. We'll have all yeah. of our life's questions ready. And you know it. The fountains. <laughs> we got to ask him about movies. He knows everything about everything, apparently. Okay, we're 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 gonna have to have a movie off with uh with old beep count and uh, Mikey Fountains. Oh, you think you're you think you're gonna go toe to toe with the uh with the movie guy with the third and movie guy? And you know it. Yeah. <laughs> What's the over under for beep saying and you know it on this episode? Seventeen point five. Okay, I I and I I came on about thirty minutes into the recording. Something like that. Yeah. Does anybody else have a lopic that we can close the episode out with or anything that you guys want to promote, get off your chest, uh, put out into the universe? I would like to mention the singing that was done this week on the show. Wait, butt rock? Are you talking about butt rock? I'm talking about butt rock. Hell yeah. Andy do it. I love me some butt rock. You got a real Creed vibe going on with that <laughs> hey, one. You look that like was Creed. a man who loves butt rock. No you do. Saying. Let the hair roll. You yes, you do. You look like a man who loves butt rock, my boy. And down the sunrise, and you know it, yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Woo! Beep your next show song. If you make a show song, it's got to be a butt rock song. That voice, that is, that is Creed. With arms wide open, oh. and you know it. Down in sunrise. Well, the Panthers pay, and you know it. That's beautiful. Why do we get the feeling Ticketmaster's already charging us for this? <laughs> Hell, they're, they're charging me double. Right? So... No, that's so close. We might get in trouble, you know, putting clips out and stuff. Like, that's close. So, I, you know, I have done a bit of karaoke in my day. Okay. My. <laughs> A bit. My my opening four songs are Matchbox 23 AM. That that's the warm-up. Then you get into Creed, My Own Prison. Yeah. Then you get into Nickelback, How You Remind Me. And then this one's not really butt rock, but I mean it, it kind of has that same kind of raspy verb. It's uh Hooting the Blowfish. Because all of those singers, they they sing like you have just a little bit of water kind of stuck in your mouth as you're trying to say words. So, yeah, th those are the top four songs. The fifth one, The Closer, this one's going to surprise everybody, is Roses by Outcast. Nice. You switch know, it up I, on everybody. I know that song, nah, Backwards and Forwards. I don't even need to look at the screen for that one. A bit of karaoke. I have one karaoke song. Okay, what is it? 
The Joker by Steve Miller, man. Of course, oh, that's, it's a, that's a great one. That's a great and it's one. It, it's one. It's right there in my pitch. It's kind of like a talk singy. You know, you don't really get crazy with it. That's the one that I do. That's that's my karaoke jam. And it kind of fits with your whole vibe there too. So, yeah. So, like, as someone that's been listening to Cinefo for a good while now. This is a an Amin staple of him knowing the um, the tune of a song, but not necessarily the words. So he'll yes. just fit in words or syllable counts <laughs> within it, and it is the best thing. Sometimes it's even better than like the song that you know, and how Maze will just like put him in the back, like whatever, and they're yes. just still doing their thing. So that's that's always when he kind of gets sidetracked by music and he starts um performing that's always like such a good thing to experience yeah well, when they, they were... start when they started the whole it's been a while that hit me on a different level and they were trying to say i mean they were like making fun of him like ah you were close there but he had the better song i gotta say a means a means butt rock was way better than the butt rocks butt rock i mean is amazing just just in general, he he is the greatest utility player that the show is, I think has ever had. Dude's He's an all-around guy. Yeah, He's for an sure. All-around guy. He can do everything. He can come in and fill in for like a whole show, you know, if somebody's not there and they'll be just fine. And he can also just come in and snippets and still slay even in the short windows. You know what I mean? Like that dude is just it. it and not to mention his loyalty, just jumping ship the moment Chris Cody got fired and, and they split ways and everything. It was fucking incredible. I mean, the man. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Now- he's a... <laughs> he's, a- <laughs> he's a... He's a Swiss army knife. And he, um, whether it's to do serious talk or be the butt of jokes, he's he's all in on the participation is he glitching he's so versatile yeah it, it it's it's going on again Nah, i'm good y'all out here making jokes i'm good we're out here my camera works okay i don't know what what are you sipping on beat is that a guinness uh good job brother of course it's guinness everyone's watching tonight no, nah, I'm drinking Cuba Libres. Drinking Heineken. What you sipping on, Jeanette? Nothing yet. And for some reason, there's fireworks going off in my neighborhood. So It's St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Driving out the snakes. And you know it. <laughs> well... This has been another great episode of Laughter the Club. Um, we were joined on this festive evening by the one and only Beep Count out in Albuquerque. Salute. Ed Bob. Sasha. Ed Bob out in Virginia. Can you guys hear the fireworks going off? I can. Hello. Woo. And last but certainly not least, Barrett from Duval. Perduval. And you know it. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
Matheus. 